0: So, welcome along to another edition of Fundamental Golf. Um, today, we're really, really excited to have Scott Blaney with us, who is rent- representing himself and also Battleback Golf. Uh, I'm sh- you're sporting a t-shirt about a Battle back golf t- uh, t-shirt. Yeah, I've got there? the t-shirt on. Yeah, nice. Uh, obviously, as usual, Emma's here as well. So hello, Emma. Hello,
1: hello everyone. Good evening.
0: <laughs> so, how every how is everyone? Let's start there. How is everyone today?
2: Yeah, very well, thank you. Yeah, enjoying yeah. the cold weather again after a nice sunny few
0: days. Uh, but yeah, good. It's, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Like we we've we've had the kids out and shorts, t-shirts, a lot, bikes out, all of it out, and then today we've gone out again and we're all back wrapped up, woolly hats and everything. Have you been out?
1: Yeah, guess what? I was wearing Bob's back out um, and yeah. actual. I got a heated gilet for Christmas. I was wearing that, snug as bugs.
0: Heated as a what do you have to charge it up and all sorts?
1: Uh, So you get like a little battery pack, and then you plug it in, and then you've got this little button that you can press. Oh, it's beautiful,
2: like a mini radiator.
1: It is a mini radio. It, it, it just like sits and it's like, ooh. and Scott, like you, you, when you come to the Kendalshire, probably in summer, that's the intemere shorts. But I get cold all the time, and it's like a running joke with everyone at the Kendalshire So <laughs> Emma's wearing eighty-five layers again today.
0: It's it's one of them. We used to think it was like. um I used to tell the mickey thinking she'd been going snowboarding or skiing or something, but it's actually worse than that. She literally looks like she's on an expedition (laughs) to the South Pole. It is like... On a summer's day. (laughs) On a (laughs)
1: summer's day. Yeah, I have sunglasses on, though.
0: (laughs) Yeah, of course. You've got to look the part. So, um, Scott, to let everybody know, um, tell us about yourself a little bit. Um, um, Obviously, we're golf, so we want to know how you got into golf, what you did for work, and we'll come on to some of the more interesting things a little bit later but let's start there for now so yeah so I mean well where can I start I
2: probably played a little bit of golf before I joined the army yeah. but I went to the range a handful of times if that uh, but I was reasonably okay I could play I could play off a good handicap and then joined the army in back end of 2003 and all that through went through to the, like, my, my, the Queen's Seminal duties so for guys who don't know uh, I was part of the I joined the Grenadier Guards who are the queen's personal bodyguards I've been labeled as uh and so I took part in the troop in the color, took part in guarding the Buckingham palace guarding james's palace doing all that and then uh going from that to going okay uh, exercises abroad like in Kenya Canada all that sort of good stuff and then eventually uh, the uh, regiment was deployed to Afghanistan in uh It would have been February, April time, 2007, and that's unfortunately when uh, we come into quite heavy contact. There's quite a lot of firefights, and uh, um, in May, the 25th of May, 26th of May, uh, my section was uh, basically hit with an IED, and uh, I ended up losing my right leg. My friend lost his right leg, unfortunately, one of my best friends was killed, and then uh, yeah, a few of the lads are injured as well. So six months section, completely enough wiped out by uh, one IED. But we're, I'm sure we'll cover that later on. And then a few of, bit of rehab after that. And then I found battle back golf at Headley Court for a guy called Zeno Gomez. And as it is, the rest is history. We've been playing ever since, and that was in 2008.
0: Wow, so that's in mm. the space of five years, joining, coming back out, and you're back into golf. That's
3: quite,
2: yep. a, it's, not, it's not, in, not as many years as you think, is it, really? I'm not sure. Well, I mean, I only come out in the army in 2016. I
3: stayed
2: in while I was having uh, my, my, well, missing leg. <laughs> yeah, missing leg. So I, I stayed in for a, new, a number of years after. Got promoted and uh, did a few courses here and there. It was uh, basic Ballot barracks, which is the uh, Royal School of Military Music. I was like a instructor over there. Did a bit over there and then but I was still playing golf and I was still at the regiment. Obviously you know about my, my, my challenge running across the Atlantic, did that as well whilst I was serving.
0: And then he has done some seriously yeah. cool stuff. Seriously cool yeah. stuff. Oh my We're god. Coming to that.
2: We're coming to that. But yeah, but then and then I left in two thousand sixteen. I was med- medically uh, uh yeah, medically uh
0: from the army. is that medically discharged? Discharge? Yeah, that's yeah. the one i yeah. So I want to know about the early golf first, if you don't mind. M and M, you can jump in any time. Can you remember the first time you picked up a golf club?
2: Uh, yeah, I can. It was my brother actually, and the, the range is no longer there. Uh, and it was only called Ploughwell Golf Range, and it was literally a farmer's field. And the farmer had a shed, and it was full of old knackered golf clubs. And he went and we went there, and we used to go there and have a laugh. And we used to be them like thugs on the on the you know, the ranges that no one likes because they're just whacking balls into the ceiling because they have no idea. And that was what I was kind of into. <laughs> yeah, them guys. And then uh, we've all been there and we all know it. but yeah, and I was <laughs> kind of like one of them and we played a bit and I got really into it. And I was probably going every other day, really. Wow. But then yeah. And that was before I lost my leg and I, I I had probably about three or four rounds of golf if that. But uh but, yeah.
3: Did
1: that you Did you play as a junior, Scott?
2: No, 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 never. No. Did you, I was like,
1: al- did you do any other sports as a junior or a kid?
2: Yeah, I mean I was always rugby. My dad's a massive rugby player. He was he was semi professional when he was when he was a young lad. Uh, he used to play for Manor Park in the Neaton and the Neaton Nuns. So he's played for them and then uh I was always I was me and my brother are always sporty. And like my brother now he's a surfing instructor on the Isle of Wight. Oh my! So nice. Yeah, yeah. So he's just kayaking around there and everything. So we've always been kind of sporty, but we get to why golf is been it's played such a, a bigger part. I mean, any sport does really for everybody, depending on what your sport is. I mean, I do a lot of jiu jitsu as well, Brazilian jiu jitsu, which is a ground based yeah. martial arts Well, I, do I, was that.
0: Just, I was going to bring that up that you uh, loved a little bit of a roll about, didn't you? I, uh, yeah. I saw some of your videos on your uh, Instagram. Um, we, we'll talk about that a little bit later on again. But um, I wanted to really t- really quickly touch about the rugby, because I'm obviously rugby head. I know Emma hates me talking Gosh. about rugby. No, it's a but, good. I'm,
3: I like so rugby. Did
0: good. you play for Manor Park as well, or did you play local?
2: No, so I grew up playing for the Nuns. I was a, I was in the Nuns Academy as a young lad, yeah. as a junior, and did all my sport all the way up until I was 17, 18, and then joined the army and played a bit in the army against officers. and. Yeah, it was good yeah. fun, and it was just a
0: kick in, really. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I was only asking because obviously I'm from up your way uh, originally, and yeah. I grew up. I I grew up playing for the Kidderminster Carolians. I don't know if you knew who they I were. Know, yeah, I, was, I know they. Yeah. I came across them, and that's where my old man played. And then my old man played a bit in the Worcester area as well. So it's a small world, isn't it? And the rugby world is a small world anyway, isn't it? I um, you find
1: that with golf though. It's it's such a bizarre small world. Like you go, oh yeah, I know them, and then they know someone, and they and it when it comes back to golf, like my sister's husband, he installed a gas meter somewhere in Chippenham like a few years ago, and it got onto the subject that their daughter played golf, and I knew her from county level, which I just think is such a bizarre small world. Which it is a small
2: world because you played with Sophie Walker as well. Yeah. Um, and I chatted to Sophie, and it was kind of it was mad. And I was like, "How is the, like the the, the, yeah. the channel is crossing? It's bizarre how everyone then all of a sudden, especially Instagram as well, everybody just knows each other. It's bizarre, yeah. and uh, it is a small world. All the PJ pros know, know each other, and it's like, oh, he works at the the, the kennel show, or he, he works here and he yeah. works there, and it's, and it's it's mad how small it can be. But we're all playing the game we love. Hopefully soon this month
3: yeah hopefully
0: yeah yeah i think i think it's sport in general isn't that sporting relationships? so i've got rugby friends football for not that i ever played football i've got like feet like slabs so that's definitely not (laughs) on the uh on the agenda um but sport in general just creates these amazing opportunities to meet people and socialize with people and i think it's all we're all quite like-minded aren't we the sport sporting people i think i normally i know um Individual athletes get a bit of a tough time sometimes, but I don't find that with golf. I don't think it's quite a social sport in general, don't they? But other than that, I think it's all all good.
1: Scott, when you were in the army, did you ever want to do, go like play in the golf teams or something? Because I know like the military, their their golf teams are epic.
2: Yeah, I mean, I was never no, I was never enough good enough, really, yeah. at that stage. I, when I before I take, started taking golf seriously after my after my injury. After having my leg amputated, I I never really took golf seriously. It was rather rugby in the regiment or because I was based at uh, Wellington Barracks in central London. There's not really anywhere to play. Mm -hmm. So it was all indoor sport and a lot of grappling as well. We did a lot of that. And it was just, yeah, I I never really, I mean, that was quite a lot of officers who played. It was different regiments who kind of got into the teams and, I've played with the army lads, and I know a lot of guys who are on the army golf team. And you, <laughs> I'll probably be hated for saying it when it gets out there, but a lot of them attract each soldiers. So if you become good at a sport, there we go. Yeah. Right, son, follow me. You go represent the army. We'll pay you. Out. You represent the army. Go for Great Britain. Do what you want. Do it. Uh, like Liam Dean, who's a, a bobsledder. He was in the Grenadier Guards. He's now bobsleds for the for GB in the Winter Olympics. So, you know, so and, and yeah. st- I think he's still employed by the army now. Uh, and it's, but the, but the army sport is massive. Like army yeah. sport is huge. From hockey, fencing to everything, you name it, the army do it. Polo,
0: a lot. It's incredible. I love that. I love that Ooh. about the armed forces that all sports yeah. are welcomed with open arms and you're encouraged yeah. to play. But I think, yeah. um, that's what kind of Josh Lucy was doing a little bit, wasn't he? He was in, in the forces and then, not that he got released as such from the army he had a special permission didn't he to play professional rugby at the same time yeah. is that right is that... that's I right yeah I, think... yeah I only know that because I was a bit of a rugby geek back in the day do you know Josh Lucy um...
1: yeah is he the one he's... was he the one that played for Bath uh... did he play at Bath
0: at the end no I there's he's another lad there's it. another oh, lad there's a Fijian
1: lad
2: who played he was in the army and he was in the army team and now he's playing for England it's mad it's yeah. the, yeah. the... Yeah, if you have got a sport in the in the forces, you, you sit. You can play it for the rest of your life. Rockin' Dooney is it? Is that his name? Um, I think his name. Yeah, I want to pronounce it wrong. I was trying to trying to think of it. it. I went for it. <laughs> so if I offended <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. anybody, I apologise. <laughs> I'm sure I'm going to find that out. But um, yeah, because
1: yeah, isn't there every year like a massive um, army navy rugby match? Yeah, at Twickenham. Yeah, it's a huge think, match.
2: Yeah, it's the biggest when... amateur
3: watch sport yeah. ever
1: ever yeah Yeah, because it was i can. so i was born well i lived grew up in warminster which was a garrison town and then i worked at uphaven golf club tidworth all of that so you probably heard about tidworth and um that's loads of the guys used to go there and they were like oh you should come along but it just never kind of worked and never was able to but this the the stories all of you guys and girls get up to is ridiculous (laughs) we weren't going
4: too
2: much
1: into that yeah, no, I think we've got enough time for that. But yeah, it was That's hilarious the story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Classified culture. Yeah, I loved it. It was brilliant. And is that why yeah. you wanted to get into the army? Just like is it, did you always want to get into the army?
2: believe it or not, I I've got a big family of military throughout from my from my granddad's side and my, and my uh, my mum's side, from my dad's side, sorry, and my mum's side, both grandfathers and their grandfathers and their dads and their grandfathers, all in the military, all the way down. And originally, I wanted to join the navy because I wanted to thought oh, I'd join the navy because that's what my granddad did, and my, oh. my dad was in the far brigade. And I thought I'd do that. And uh, anyway, I got to the careers office, and the guy who's in front of me he goes, oh, I've come to join the navy." He goes, "No, you haven't. Come and have a look at the arm. <laughs> come come <laughs> and think about this." And it was, uh, and, I, and I thought at this same time I was up in up in arms of what I wanted to do. When well, I did, I want to go into the Paris, or did I want to go into the guards, you know, or all the navy. I was thinking of all these things and thought. I join. I take a while to join the Grenadier Guards. That's what a what a thing to do. Put that red tunic on the basket. that. You know, everybody knows who you are. You get your pitched up by thousands and thousands and thousands of people every summer when you stand on the public post. Big tourism attraction, aren't you as well? Big yeah. Tour. And ev- yeah. Yeah, everyone says, "Oh, it's a change in the guards, right?" It, yeah. And that, that's the whole reason it's said is because I've done the change in the guards. Um. So I thought, yeah, why not? I just join it, and I've never looked back. Loved it, absolutely That's loved cool. it. it is that is cool.
0: amazing. It's um, it's an incredible career, isn't it? And well, it's more than a career, isn't it? It's a lifestyle. It's everything. You kind of get involved with that, and it's just it just moulds you for life. I feel. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: It's
0: it's yeah.
2: it's you say it's a career at the same time that you said, but it, at the same time, it's a you, you, you join a family you're joining history and it's uh and like the history of the regiment the history of the british army and then i've got i've got i've got well i've got mates now brothers who i still talk to to this day i mean who are, i could pick up the phone now and they go you're all right and they were they're guaranteed one person would answer it'd be it'd be the, it'd be the army lads who i, who I ring That's and sure is there quite
3: uh, like a like i don't want to call it fraternity
1: is there like a a massive family if you were in the american military or you know different parts if you're in military are you a like,
0: multinational
1: Mike, once you're part of that military family regardless of where you're from does it matter or is it is it yeah that's both?
2: it you, we've all seen the same line of duty and we all we've all stood across it and we've all serving one purpose and that's our country and it's you've all brothers in arms no matter where you come from the color of your skin and who you are, it's the same or what sex is going to be. We have all brothers and sisters in a day and it's a great thing to be a part of. I, I would suggest anybody to join any 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 of the forces, wherever
0: they are.
3: It's oh, brilliant. So cool. yeah. Funny enough,
0: I, I nearly joined the first forces. Not This is about me at all, but it's not really a funny story. I was literally kicking my ears not knowing what to do. And I, I went and joined, because my, my uncle uh, was in the RAF and still works as a as a civ- civvy now uh i can't remember what he does now and he'll kill me for not knowing what he does but we'll talk about that another time and i thought oh, i'll go and join the rf my uncle did it whatever and i literally had hardly any qualifications to my name i thought oh yeah whatever i'll sit down and i was like oh i think i might want to be like a pt or something like that or i don't know uh or weapons and arms and i can't remember what i was chatting and this bloke was looking across at me like some kind of idiot <laughs> just looking at me and then I mentioned that I played rugby going back to the sport thing and I can remember it to this day you play rugby did you play rugby for <laughs> and that was it it was kind of and I was getting dragged into it and then all of a sudden I got an apprenticeship doing something else so I didn't so when I say I nearly joined I went and bit my toe and then the booter <laughs> there you go yeah. Consider, considering you've got a guy
2: on with one leg and, and a, he's disabled the leg puns you, you're killing him kicking <laughs> my heels
1: leg
0: feet like slabs you're
1: like oh my god that's really
0: awkward <laughs> i love that like Look, look I, I, I last time we spoke or was it, i don't know if it was not last time we spoke but I think it was the first time we spoke, Scott. I um I dropped one, and I couldn't stop thinking about it all (laughs) night because I said I I said um I can't remember what I was talking about, but I've got terrible knees, haven't I? I got my knees are rubbish, and um I actually made the comment, said yeah, my knees are blown to bits, and then I just went, (laughs) I'm not gonna swear, and in my head I was like, probably shouldn't have said that. If I drop did you... another bomb,
1: I'm sorry after it all happened, and anyone would make a comment like that, did you take absolute offence to it, or did you do you all just have to laugh it off? I don't know how you laugh it off, but like do you no. just go like
2: <laughs> no no offense at all it's yeah. it, it it's one of the things where it's if it makes you smile it it'll be good well I say it makes you smile it'll be good for you it's. <laughs> <laughs> the The sense of humour and the banter within the reg within the, within the regiment got me through a lot of my dark days. Like I
4: bet.
2: legs, legs coming, <laughs> legs lads coming to hospital, <laughs> hiding <hide laughs> my legs. And when using Headley Court I used to get my mates. He was a, dump, a double amputee at the time and I used to put his double leg on a shelf. So oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> get those!
2: Wow, yeah, oh, get them! Yeah, and they'd be. But that's the banter, and that is. Yeah. The, 'Cause it just knock if you're having a bad day, it knocks you, it, it doesn't knock you about, but it, it gets you gets you smiling going, that's quite a good one actually. Yeah, and that is quite a good one. Like I had guys changing my feet over. So I'm right, I'm, a, I'm missing my right leg. I had guys put like go to the prosthetic centre, get a child's foot and put a child's foot <laughs> on the end of my leg. So I had like a size three foot, and it was just and I used to get left feet put on there all the time. It was just I had bad no. lads buying me shoes, just one pair, one 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 left shoe from hospital, bring is. into hospital. Oh but it's, my
3: god!
2: It, it's that one. It's brilliant. The banter won't go
0: on, yeah. and it's well, like, yeah, it's, it's so funny. Like, I, I love, I absolutely love that. And I, we spoke about this briefly before as well. i a mate of mine has got, um, he's got a prosthetic leg, um, that play rugby. I'm going to mention his name because last time I didn't really think he mentioned his name, and he was like, oh. so, um, James Russell, a lad that we play rugby with, um. I think he did. He had an article written about him in a magazine. I know I said this last time, but for being playing the highest standard of rugby with a disability of some sort, I think he was along that along those lines. But I tell you what, his best mates used to hide his leg all over the rugby change rooms. <laughs> they used to do all sorts of and it. And it's just like I said to you last time, oh, his leg, his foot, his foot snapped off in one of the games. So his foot was hanging and down around. The referees like, <laughs> 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 oh my oh, god, oh, like thinking it's like the worst injuries ever saw. And he's like. Get me the
3: screwdriver.
0: <laughs> so oh my he's like, God. screwing it all back in. But he, like <laughs> I said, the banter from him, he's worse than anybody. He's a nightmare. He, um, I, I won't go into too much details about the banter and stuff, but we drink out of his leg. His leg is like the, the rugby club's drinking vessel. So it's the leg of death, we call it. It's like three and a half pints. So that's great fun. And um, he's actually started his own, I'm not that like, I mean, this is a plug for his business, but he's just started his own little business like kind of venture. And it's called Aeropeg. Because lot of people call him Peg um for um, for obvious reasons, and he's called aeropeg and it's a drone business where he flies his little drones around yeah. so uh and takes photos and you'll you'll love that we said that but yeah aero pig, it, uh, peg not aero pig aeropeg <laughs> uh, and, and, and ban- <laughs> but it's just it, it look, look, again the banter is i've had some of my funniest rugby adventures with that bloke and the things that we get up to, and taking his leg off, and making people drink out of it in all sorts of situations. There's photos everywhere, all over Facebook. But yeah, no, I can appreciate the banter. I really oh. do. <laughs> so, moving on really swiftly uh, to a, a little bit of a different subject. A little, well, it's not a different subject; it's a similar subject. But I want to, I want to want you to talk us through the day, or not the day, or the the events leading up to you getting injured and everything that happened throughout those few days moments of time so could you give us like a a, well what's the the word a a point by point kind of a a story basically really quickly we'll edit that out as well because that was rubbish what's the time
1: (laughs) (laughs) don't worry about it then
0: yeah um so yeah so in terms of being deployed over there and then what happened going through is that all right
2: yeah, I mean, so it was to the May, so 26th of May, uh, in Gamsir, which is the southern southern Helmand basically, and it was where the Taliban training grounds were. And our objective was to basically disrupt the enemy down there, disrupt the Taliban, and try and force them back to repopularize the village of, of Gamsir with civilians because obviously what a lot of people don't know is that we were over there for hearts and minds and helping out the afghan civilians and trying to repopulise the places they was they was chucked out of by the taliban and getting back into these towns so we was over there and we'd been in, we'd been there for about 3 months and we'd saw some quite heavy combat at the time and we we'd lost a few lads and it it was really really kind of building up to something as such and there was a, uh, a place called Eastern Checkpoint and uh, JTAC uh, Checkpoint, which was one was like a, on a mound of earth, and the other one was like an old uh, disused petrol station. And we basically had them out each day. You'd patrol out, you'd patrol out under fire, and you'd patrol back under fire, and you'd be up in the mornings, up at the nights. And yeah, I mean, that, to put in perspective, what they said at the end of our tour was uh, our life expectancy as we left the fob which is a four operating base was 3 seconds so you you you'd walk out of that fob and that 3 seconds would be your life expectancy of how long you or how quick you you yeah you'd be judged to to last basically in a firefight so that's how much combat we kind of saw in the show uh so the, the day of the 26th, we was basically being contacted from a place called free farms and it was just a courtyard with free farm buildings in, in inside the courtyard, hence free farms. So, to put in perspective, if, if you see, a lot of the armed forces, you sit and you you say what it is, and that's what it's written down as. Yeah, <laughs> like Eastern Checkpoint was Eastern Checkpoint because it was east. Yeah? yeah, So that that's the reason why. you is best. Simple name. is best. <laughs> yeah. yeah, simple is best. So, yeah. free farms is where we was. And then right next to a place called Frog Eyes, which looked like a frog lying down, hence Frog Eyes. So that was basically what we was, we was, we was patrolling out to. And we had, we'd been told there was certain Taliban in the area and we, we needed to go out and, and disrupt them, and push them back and, and see what's happening. So they sent the platoon out. I was three platoon, uh, three platoon, three section. And I, we was the assaulting section. So we was going straight up the middle, we had one going uh, left and two going right as in the sorting frame to to sort of see what's going on. So as we as we patrolled out, no contact, everything's fine. Got to this certain point where we kind of took a knee and then the whole out broke loose. Uh we got five, we got contacted from every every, every point you can imagine, from behind in front to our left to our right. It was coming in from everywhere. And um uh, so we basically, as an assorting section, went up through into the compound and started clearing, clearing the buildings that are in there, faulting our way through uh, and, and, and putting rounds down the range, as, as, as they say. So when, as we got to the middle of the courtyard, so you can imagine, guys, if you can think in your heads, it's, it's just a square, yeah, and there's, there's obviously all your walls, and straight across the middle of this courtyard, straight across this square courtyard was an irrigation ditch, probably about waist height. And then uh, I was a GPMG gunner, so I was a general purpose machine gunner. And I was being con I was being contacted and I got told to run forward and put the put uh yeah, effective fire down so the rest of my section come in and peel in behind me and get into the ditch. And uh, so yeah, did that, got into the ditch, put effective fire down where we're being contacted from, the rest of my section peeled in behind me, and then I remember my friend uh, Sully was about to fire an in i into this building, to this compound where, the, where the, the enemy were, where the Taliban were. And I, I turned to my left like that, and then, bang, the ditch would blow up. And the command wired the ditch. So, uh, they, uh, yeah, so they, they basically booby-trapped the ditch with a command wire and then with a clicker on the end of it. So it's just a bit of wire with a spark. And they can trigger it with like a battery or whatever they trigger it with. And it's daisy-chained a bunch of IEDs. And then, yeah, blew the trench up. So six guys in my section. Uh, Dan, my, my best mate, uh, was killed instantly. Next to me, he was uh, probably not even arm-length away. And then you had Paul behind me, who, who suffered massive, horrible uh, shrapnel wounds to his face and broke both his femurs, broke both his legs. Sully so was blown back and took all shrapnel to his side and inside of his face. And then the real lad Dan uh, Nick lost his leg, sorry, and took all bad shrapnel to the back of his of his back. And then Dan was blown over the to another ditch, and he was the only one without a scratch on him. And that, and then it was it was just mad because I remember sitting up. I mean, if you can, you can interrupt me at any stage if you want to but i remember sitting up i was famous famous really so, so gone.
0: yeah so i i'm imagining right uh, and feel free to shoot me down in any time you want but
1: there's another one ben I, shoot me oh, down jesus
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm terrible at this um <laughs> i i was literally imagining something that you would see on the telly in terms of having yeah. like a, a button to press that was like wired up to a, a like, you know, like Wild Eco, you kind of started with Roadrunner with the TNT, or is that, yeah. is that what you're like with a wire with a big long fuse, click and it's gone? And it just,
2: yeah, it, it could have been that, or they just had two batteries in their hand and they just put the two end of the wires to the battery. So it could have just been that. Yeah. I mean, we don't really know how they did it. Uh But so, yeah, for that, you can imagine what it was like if you think in your head and you imagine you call a duty when the bombs are dropping, because we had the artillery yeah. dropping at the time and there was RPGs coming in and they was trying to get rid. They wanted the platoon of blokes down. So at the same yeah. time, when they when they blew us up, one section and two section were contacted at the same time. So everybody, everybody was pinned down and no one knew what was going on. And it was... I mean, it was tough. And I can't remember most of it, but I can remember a vaguely bit. So I may be wrong about a few pieces, but it was just... I can't yeah I can't describe it you mean it was just like bonfire night but everything coming in at one 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 section
1: did you I know not did you think that was it oh yeah
2: or were you just yeah yeah. yeah. 100% I remember yeah sorry
1: go for it no you go
2: for it so I sat up and uh I remember hearing thumping like going around me and it was the rounds from the from the Taliban were firing back from the enemy firing back at us to try and get rid of the strays if they if there wasn't any and then I remember feeling this intense burning on my leg it was like being how can I describe it without being too graphic go for it yeah, go
1: don't, I don't think you could explain yeah, it, that I generally don't it, think you could
2: it was like I don't know it's like a really intense I say Chinese burn but they're like not even that bad but
1: is it like a stinging nettle burn because they're really bad
2: oh. I say yeah like a stinging nettle <laughs> i can't uh, i can't describe how bad it how how yeah. the feeling was people said they didn't feel anything i, I feel oh, like man. i felt everything because i just started screaming oh. the pain was that bad and then i started screaming and i was pulling myself back and the guy called uh scott roughly got to me first and dragged me back and i remember him dragging me back and my, my left foot came with me but my right foot stayed where it was um, wow And it was just like, yeah, it was just like someone had stretched the middle bit out. So I had no knee and no shin,
0: but I got little bits touched my foot. Can you remember how that felt straight away? Was that, was there an instant like, ah, without swearing too much before (coughs) last week, got told off for it? I Um, remember flying up, I remember coming up through the
2: air and landing, and landing on top of the mound. And I remember all of it, yeah, I remember the burn, the smell, the taste. Like the, the taste of like just like acid, secret out of batch acid in the air. Like when you put a batch, you can kind of taste yeah. the back of your throat. I felt that, and it was just smoking, silent. And then the next thing you know, there's rounds coming in, there's RPGs coming in. And then so it's um, almost it's
0: like one of those. Well, it, it must have been just impossible to kind of take everything in, or is it the complete opposite where actually because it is so. Wild, you are taking everything in, and you you're really noticing what's going on. Where you're yeah. in this state of like I knew everything. Sh- I didn't. I didn't lose it? consciousness.
2: I I didn't. Uh, I didn't really get morphine until slightly after it happened. And there was lads rushing around and, and trying to figure out what's going on. And they're trying to fight back. The enemy are close within within like meters, like under, nearly meters away, literally meters away. Uh, and then a guy called Darren Chant, who unfortunately was killed in two thousand seven. Uh, ran up through he was a drill sergeant at the time he ran up through and just stood every, in front of everybody like a, like a, a godly figure he was well known of in the Grenadier Guards he was our badge for a few years and uh, basically said right this is what's going on you're getting him, you're getting him, I'm getting him pick me up, put me on my shoulders and he and pointed his shoulders and just said right guys follow me we're getting out of it and led the platoon out of the contact, under fire, rounds whizzing around our heads and our feet. I remember, and it's his graphic. But I remember my leg just flapping and kicking, and, and the tourniquet was on at this point, and my arm had all been smashed up as well, which I only found out until they 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 looked at my wounds. All my always was damaged. I had a bleed on the brain. I had everything going on, and they put me down, and they was ready trying to try and get the H less in, uh, which is like a. Um, uh, like an ambulance, on, a helicopter ambulance basically for the guys who don't know, and trying to get it closer, but they can't get too close because of the RPG fire coming in quite hot, and the hundreds—like not hundreds—Taliban, of Taliban, but there was there was a lot at this stage. Uh, yeah, and I finally got to where Jai Hill is, and they—that's when the doctor was there, and they they filled me full of morphine, put fluids into me, so they they drilled a hole straight into my shin. To get the fluids into me, uh, tighten my tourniquet up, assess my, my arm damage, and then next thing you know, I'm getting put on a on a chinook, and they've uh, put me next to Paul, and I'm holding his hand, and he can't he can't see, and I'm telling him everything's going to be all right, mate. Don't worry, we're fine, we're, we're all right, we're safe. And uh, I woke up in Celiac Hospital. So... Where's that? Where's that hospital? <laughs> Celiac Hospital, in Birmingham.
1: Oh, so you've literally they flown? Do they fly you all straight back straight away? And then you're in?
2: No, so I went to Bastion first, which is the yeah. the, the field uh, medical centre, field hospital, Bastion, Camp
0: Bastion. I can't remember too much being there. I remember waking wow, up. That's a that's a name I've not heard for a too long too time. Camp Bastion is something that you heard on the heard on the news, like all week in week out. Can you remember that? Jeez, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, carry on. Yeah, so I remember waking
2: up there and. I see my old, I think he was a colour bloke at the time, a guy called O.H., and believe it or not, Ross Kemp.
3: Oh. <laughs> Ross Kemp?
2: <laughs> Ross Kemp. <laughs> we, stood, we stood at the end of my bed, and I was trying to figure out, because they looked the same, right? And I was kind of going, what is going on? I've seen yeah. two of O.H. And he's like, said, hang about us." That's, Ros that's Kemp. Ross Kemp. I was like, and I and I, I was, I I'd literally that's one thing I remember seeing. And then I asked my mate Sully a few, few months after when he came to hospital to visit me, I went, "Is Ross Kemp at Bastion He goes, "Yeah." you spoke oh, to him. He kept that. he kept calling the he kept like laughing and making jokes because he pretended to be in the SAS when he did that TV series. <laughs> and I kept making jokes of him, which I can't remember because. And but yeah, I woke <laughs> up in, and then oh, a few months later that. I woke up in the hospital, and that's when basically. I thought to myself, well, I can't lie, lie everything for solve myself. I can't grab a leg back, but I can certainly start walking again. They can take my leg, but what they can't take is my heart, my passion, and my brain and my drive and enthusiasm to just carry on, improvise, adapt, and overcome.
1: Is, is being in that was being in that hospital kind of the thing? Were you all the same mindset? Were you all kind of like, right, let's just crack on with it, or or definitely was some like given up on it, or no, for what was
2: I was when I got to Bastion. There was only three of us there, three free army lads, and I woke up in a civilian ward. So I was like, "Who, who are these? Who, who are these people? Where's like all the military guys? And where's these like who? Uh, who do I speak to? Where do I go? What what's going on?" And then after so long, more and more people start getting injured, and there was more casualties and. And they turn the whole ward there, nest 4 into, into a military ward. And uh, all the lads are the same. They, they just want to get back out and see their mates and, and mm. let them know they're all right. And, and the army teaches that. It teaches you to advise, adapt, and overcome whatever you can. And if it's losing a limb, then you just go, right, yeah, you can take that limb, but you're not going to stop me running. Or yeah. you're not going to stop me doing this. You're not going to stop me that. And all the lads who,
0: have, who I know are the same. I've got a question for you then, Scott, and this might be a quite strange question, but it's one that triggered in my head straight away, was that um, as you're sat there and you know that you've got to get on with these things, did you consider yourself to be lucky or unlucky in the situation that you found yourself in? So can you see that on my arm? Yeah, oh, I can. Oh, yeah. So
2: lucky then. <laughs> that yeah. So for people, so people that see that, yeah, I've got a tattoo yeah. lucky on my arm, and the, the littlest bit of skin I've got left on my elbow. So I've got no skin on my elbow, as you can, and that's the only little bit of skin that was left. So I, I thought, well, no, I was lucky. I get I get tiny lucky on it, and that. But yeah, at the same time, you probably see, you probably answer this question later down, later on. But uh, losing my leg. And, and being blown up and okay, it took my best friend from me, but I still carry his name on my back. And it, it's the best thing that ever happened to me in in one sense because I would have yeah. never, never been in the position I am now. I would never have two beautiful daughters that I've got. I've been never, never playing, meet the guys I've, I've met, guys like yourselves. Yeah. Uh, I'd never read Atlantic, or I'd never from the channel. I'd never done my
0: marathons. Or I'd never done my bike rides. I'd, I'd never done any of that. That's what I was going to make a point of. you have done some incredible things since. Some absolutely incredible things. And I think even what happened, that's incredible in itself and how you've managed to overcome that. And even to be sat here and talk to us about it in such a way that is just as intense, comical, talking about all the other things that have been happening, Ross Kemp being there. It's actually really, really... like a. a really powerful point. I think that's really, really important that you're able to be like that. And I, I really, I'm really happy that you feel like you're lucky to be out of that situation because I know a lot of people might not be able to manage it the same. And it just proves how strong you are and how well prepared you were for those situations. Yeah. just because of everything you've been through, anyway. I think. I mean, it,
2: incredible. But if you get onto the of, you get into the subject of golf and how that's played its part. I mean, okay. I'm. If you look at my Instagram, I'm. I am a laughing jakey lad, and I've, I've never taken life too seriously. Probably should, but I just laugh and I, and I think yeah. laugh, love, and do what you want, and everything will work out in the end, no matter what you're going through. And do the things you're passionate about. And golf. It, I was. I was really struggling with my mental health, uh, unannounced to anybody. My my, my partner, my, my wife. N- not a lot of people knew, and. Uh, including my mates, and I, I couldn't feel like I' could open up to them, because I was listening to their stories and listening to their problems and going look this is gonna have. I've stopped fighting these wars in your head, and this is what we're gonna do and at the same time, I was still I was fighting the same wars. I was having horrible flashbacks Because where I, where I rubbed my leg when I got blown up, I then I up my leg, but when I, when I got blown up and I' kind of like moved my hands and I had blood all over my hands and it was dripping off my hands, and it was everywhere. And I was covered in claret, and I, every time I closed my eyes, I couldn't get that vision and that thought out of my head. Couldn't do it. I was at the point where I was scared to go to sleep. I was turning to the bottle, thinking that would help because it helped me sleep and just forget the pain. Uh, and at the same time, then I was having the wars, thinking so I'll just end it and forget it, and that, that way, then I won't have the pain in my head. And then I met a guy called Zeno Gomez who. who help found Battleback for a guy called Lieutenant Colonel Tristan Crew. You should get on the podcast, by the way. Absolutely incredible guy. He runs, helps do the pga and I think Emma's seen him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I told totally yeah. you that. Do you know? What, I recognise that name. Yeah.
2: <clears throat> yeah. So
1: he he was in the military.
2: He founded Battleback.
1: No, he was on a podcast I watched the other day with Rick Shields. Was oh. he?
2: Yeah, that was him. Yes. Yeah.
1: What and I was on the hero. same podcast.
2: I was on the same one after. That's incredible.
1: Oh my god.
2: Yeah, so he founded Battlework. And then I went to a range I went to the range to see he was a master professional guy called Phil Taylor. Not a darts player, obviously, but Phil Taylor. What's <laughs> the first <laughs> thing that popped
3: his <laughs> and, and got the yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. he was a master professional, uh Dan Leatherhead. Went and seen him, played hit a few balls at the range, and then played at played at Tyrrell's Wood with uh, a good mate of mine as well, who uh, he helps run the Instagram page. Uh Matt Whiskin, and the, at this stage, I was re- I was really struggling, and I was I was very right on the edge of thinking oh, I'm going to just stop everything soon because um, can I, I can't fight the
0: wars. Can I just ask, in terms of a timescale, how long after the the uh, well the injuries did, did this all come on? So 2010, 2011 time, and so then is that is that three or four years later? Or am I making? Yeah,
2: I mean, I, I kind of had it up. That's probably about three or four years later. Yeah.
0: And so that this is—is is this an accumulation of just just building up, building up, building, building up, up? Yeah, to that just building point. up. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And, are and you, do just, you get do you get any like coming out of? Well, not I know you didn't come out of military, but like, is there people to talk to, or is it just not? Was it not just a done thing back then? Was it just kind of like get on with everyone else is going through stuff?
2: Yeah, I mean there is now we talk to, but back then there had all these casualties, mm. but with no one. That was it. The, the charities hadn't been formed yet. Like the combat mm. stress, the blessing was around, but no one really heard about mental health and PTSD.
3: Mm.
2: And but yeah, get back to my original story. Um, and I played it till wood. wood. And that night, I was I was terrified to go to sleep. And I, I played around a golf and loved it. And I was couldn't believe I was playing on a golf course, and it was fantastic. And after that, I never had a flashback for about four or five months didn't have a wow. bad dream the thoughts had gone away and I can't describe how 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 brilliant it was it upset it me thinking about how good it was because that one round of golf with my mate and having a point after and just sitting there and going I enjoyed that I played absolutely dreadful <laughs> but that was fantastic <laughs> The ball didn't go where I wanted to, but wow, what a place, what a course. And yeah, and after that, was, that it was being like outside, a being taken. Do you reckon it was just uh, being
1: outside and getting fresh air? and?
2: All, uh, yeah, accumulation of things, yeah. Being outside, being with, being with a mate and just, we didn't talk anything about the army. We didn't talk anything about our injuries and how we lost our legs or nothing. We just... Two lads evening round of golf, few tins, twilight golf, and it was with a boogie and it was brilliant. And I tell you that, and I look back at that round of golf, and I always tell Matt when I meet up with him and say, "Look, man, let's let's have a quick talk, just to our round of golf, because that that saved my life. It really did. And I I would have never followed the, the the career of golf if I had never played that round, because I'd probably be in a box or I'd be still in the army somewhere."
0: That's that's you- so powerful. That is so powerful. Like we, not I want yeah. to brush over this at all. I think we always talk about how important golf is to people's mental health, and like even when we talk about COVID. And I know it doesn't compare to what you're, what you've been through. Um, just I think we all need to take a step back and realize how important golf is to anybody's mental health. And yeah. like you say, that that moment of. Being on a golf course and being able to forget everything because you are 100% focused on your environment that you're currently in, trying to hit that bloody ball in that stupid little hole that we try and aim for at the end of the hole. And I don't, I don't know what it is about golf. There probably is some scientific kind of research on it somewhere that M may know about, but it, the ability it has to make you feel just so good, even though you played the worst round of golf ever is just unbelievable. It's absolutely unbelievable. And I am so happy. It makes me happy that you've actually found golf because the last thing we would have wanted is for you to go the other way and avoid it all because that, that to to you, it must be the big, one of the biggest life changes that ever happened. Apart from obviously your children, marriage, all that sort of stuff. Yeah.
1: Apart from but,
0: those little things. Yeah. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I, yeah, I just think it's a, it's a life changer, and obviously you just said it, that. Yeah, it's mad to think that, and I'm not just
2: saying this to go out and play golf more because if if my if my wife does watch this yeah, and think, "Oh, he's going to go out and play golf," it really is a, a, it is a rehab for the guys. It probably it's not just a social; it's not just a bunch of ex squaddies or ex servicemen getting out and playing around a of golf. It's actually doing them a, a world of good. I can I can speak for from staff experience. A guy called Sam Auckland. Uh, he's another great lad You went guy that you should
0: chat to i've spoken to him briefly and i want to get him on at some point but i wanted to get this one done first to uh yeah. to kind of set it up for a few weeks time he's, yeah he's i mean a, he he's a he, he's, a, he's an absolute
2: real real nice guy he plays on on course there's another, another golf charity as well and uh plays a lot with battle back as well so and both charities do fantastic things um but yeah, it's it, he's got a great story and he's changed his life as well. It really has. It, and it's mad to think how good it is for mental health because you start walking and then guys go, oh, do you know what? I've not been feeling too good, lad. And and, and that's it. And they just start chatting and it, you see all of, all of them at the end just be beaming from ear to ear. Mm. Okay, they play crap and they go, how did you shoot? Oh, awful. Absolutely dreadful, but I'm doing this yes. beer, it's, and, it, and yeah. it's and it's that, and it's sitting down, having a chat, putting all those feelings on the table, which you never have thought from a bunch of servicemen going, "Oh, I feel it," feel but then it's golf brings it
0: out, and it's great. It's um, but we, I we find talk...
1: that. Sorry, Ben, you go for it. You go. Uh, for I'll it. just
0: really briefly go on. Then. You go first. I'll go after. Go
1: on. I was, I was, um, I've had it before in lessons that people have broken down with happiness not that I've torn them to shreds that they've literally like they've literally (laughs) cried and that they've just like found something but I think it's 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 yours I I can't explain it to there was one person that just literally just changed their life because they had a couple of kids they had family and they thought that that was their life was their family but they didn't have anything for themselves and I think that that's the thing it's yours for four or five hours it's your, your, I know this sounds really weird, but they talk about like you're, you're part of the world. You're in it there. And then you're nowhere, but there. And I think that that's why you see this wonderful aura of anyone that's a member of a golf club or anyone that plays golf, because there is just this, this pure love, this weird being outside, being with lovely people, hitting a golf ball. It's just this, I, I know what you mean, and there is no words to explain it, but it's just so wonderful for everyone. It's,
0: it's absolutely, I've got two points that I want to make about this point, and I've never felt anything like it in terms of escaping all the stresses of work and stuff, and I haven't been half, through half the stuff that you guys have been through. And it's the only other place I've ever felt it is when I've been playing rugby, because you, you have no opportunity to think about what's going on in your normal life. Um, it's it's a weird place and you, you get to this position where it is so therapeutic to be out enjoying the sport that you take part in, it's unbelievable. And the, the other point I wanted to really briefly make is obviously through work, we work, for my job, we work with children and young people on a one-to-one basis and we always talk about activities that we can take part in that are, that are <laughs> the best way of putting it is, encouraging an environment where we do not have to think about the norm for that young person but it's it's deeper yeah. than that so we're out walking walking is a really perfect example we walk or we're driving in a car or we're we're doing an activity where we're both in it together at the same time so that's really really important you're both doing the same thing so everybody that's in your group we're all going through this together it's this little journey so we're straight away we're connected in some way shape or form but then the really other really important things is are, are, well, especially with the young people and I'm adults and men in particular because we're terrible men men are bloody terrible yes, at talking are. to each other and doing our yeah. thing we're rubbish like even me yeah. and, I, and I claim to be like oh this is my job I can do what I want but we're rubbish we're crap at it um, but the fact that we're instead of being face to face with somebody like when you have to go into those sessions where you have sat across a room at the desk or a couch you're face to face that's a massive off so you're walking side by side you're going on this journey together where you're not having to make the eye contact you know you're not having to do all those things and one of our most successful sessions and gonna tell you this in terms of young people that we work with together at the Kendershire is the stories the conversations the, mm. the the life-changing conversations happen when we're driving in a car and the reason is, is because you're not making that eye contact so much and that's the same with golf you're walking towards something you're not face to face all the time and it's I don't know what, like golf, for example, just creates this perfect, perfect environment to a uh, therapy. There, there's no other way of putting it. Like people, if you talk to anybody that knows golf and knows therapy, they're like, yeah, let's go and play some golf. And people are like, oh, you know, I'm just having a bit of a jolly around a golf course. It's yeah. not a jolly. It's more important mm-hmm. than that. And you will know that, Scott, from talking to all the bat about guys, the golf guys. And, how, and, and I bet they all think the same. It's just an opportunity where... It just it just takes a few more of those barriers down that you don't have to think about. Like it it's so important. I don't want to gabble on about it because I know how impactful it is. But you talked about briefly your first round of golf and how important that was for you. I want it was that was that battle back golf that introduced you to that, or was that something that you just did off the cuff and went for it? That was battle back golf, because they had the uh
2: an agreement with Tills Wood where they'd send some injured civsmen up and you could play a free round of golf, just go and play. And that was about my golf that did that. And, uh, but yeah, and I've, I've, I've I thought after that round of golf, well, I'm going to get down as, going to be as good as I can because I want, at the end of the day, I want to be a, a PGA pro. And I went down a different route, which I probably shouldn't have gone down, but, and, because at the time, the PGA weren't except in, uh, like to say, well, I went not the win, except in the table people, but like, you had to have a certain handicap and it was, I think it was below four and I was, I just took on the cuff of it and I thought, well, I'm not going to try and do this. I ain't got the money to do it. I'll go down the, the uh, EG Jeffrey, which is the European Golfers Teaching Federation and when I did that. <laughs> Emma's smiling. Um, and when I did that, because I want <laughs> to, Is that frowned yeah. upon? Is that frowned upon?
1: It's a bit like, <laughs> yeah.
3: No, so you I want to <laughs> did that
2: and thought, oh, I'm going to try and get as good as I can. And and then I got down to, well, I got down to like 2.8 and uh, and but well, basically three. But then I had an abrasion on my arm. I did my Atlantic row. And blew, halfway through the row, I, I landed awkwardly after a wave hit me and I smashed my arm. I didn't realize was at the time, but because you're in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. I yeah, uh, I fractured it in three oh places. And then
3: Could yeah. you still rave. Yeah. I think it right. Yeah, because
2: yeah, I just still row just made my arm ache.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I was a like, up. I just cr-
2: Yeah. I just carried on going and uh then played a bit around the golf and I, I was like oh, my arms killing after I ran a round of golf, my elbows absolutely really sore. And uh I said, Well, you need to go to the hospital because I've never seen you take many painkillers as you take it now. So I went in the hospital and he goes, "When did you fracture? You, you fractured your arm? But not just in one, like in three places. How did you do it? It's because it's been." I said, "Oh, I did it probably about, about four months ago, five months ago. Did it in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Oh,
1: just rowing."
2: <laughs> so yeah, I had an, an operation on my arm and missing probably two, maybe two years of golf because uh, I had they, they they took out the pin that was there and didn't really play again but that was the lowest I got was, was down to three and I, I loved it but I was playing religiously I was going I was I was Monday to well I'd have a Wednesday off and I'd have believe it or not a Sunday off Sunday golf off because Sunday was family day I'd go range in the morning and on an average day range in the morning hit about 60 balls go and play nine holes have a bit of lunch going at the rest. Get some sixty, it, it, a few more balls, but all short range, chip in, fifty yards in, all work on that, and then then put. Then I go and play another nine holes, and then I'd put for an hour before bed, and that was it. I loved it, absolutely. I was living, breathing it. I was like every day. I was absolutely raring to go, and, and that's how I got down to such a good handicap. And I was playing. I mean, I was playing to handicap every round of golf as well. It was uh
1: yeah, really enjoyable did you have like balance issues did you have like did your coach have to work on things that that were just like tailored to you for like certain things because obviously there are things that you I don't like in terms of weight shift is that possible or I've seen your pose you know your pose but um I don't know if
3: there's a, few, I mean,
2: remember yeah, or... <laughs> there's a few swings on Instagram you can have a look at him um, if in, in, in after this if you want but I didn't uh right at the start and after that I thought, do you know what? I'm just it's, yeah. it's my own swing. And, yeah. and no offense to any but any coaches out there. Uh but I want to tailor made it to myself. But with, with my leg, I'm all my right leg's missing. So I, I'm very stuck in not stuck in tilt, but I've got reasonable balance.
3: Mm-hmm. I
2: can swing it through right. The only thing I have is because I can't straighten my right arm because of the way the pin is in it. I turn the club over dead easy, so a, a real bad snap hook is my bad shot, and I just I just hit baby jaws
3: oh, shut into up. everything. All right,
2: <laughs> just little little <laughs> I don't really <laughs> want.
3: Yeah, yeah. I can't didn't me to say that, but that's yeah. That's wow. my that's my
2: natural shot.
3: No, yeah, your nailed. grip. So my yeah. my grip's
2: fine. I I very really struggle. I, I struggle to uh, pronate in, in whatever that is. So yeah, I.
3: So Supinate and pronate, yeah. So yeah. I, I
2: can't. So hitting a fade is is hard for me because I struggle to get that hand back. Mm. like that. That's as far as it goes. Yeah. Because because
1: of because getting
2: that. Yeah, because of the pins yeah. and plates in my arm. Yeah. Even though it can, I can do it with a setup. I can do it with the way I move my legs, well, my leg and stuff. But yeah, I just I just let it sit as it goes and let the swing ride itself and. Hit the ball as hard as I can every single shot. It's and you physically got a part of as physically as hard game. as
1: I can. I love that. Absolutely love that. But like, have you got you and Ben are like peas in a pod. Um, have you got a part of your game that you're just like I can take anyone on with it?
2: Uh I, I used to. I used to put really well, but I I'll struggle re- loads now. But if it's anything, it's got to be rather than my driving or more. Oh my mid irons! I say mid irons, but anything from driver to seven iron, I just I love crushing them. I'm really doing. I mean, I'm not a big hitter. I can I can get it out there, but I'm not like I'm not through yards. Even though I have it over three hundred yards, I'm not a three hundred yarder. But I I know my numbers very well, and yeah. uh, and that's why I use ping, and they've always. I get my five I get my five iron out for instance. I know that's going one nine five on the nose every time I hit it, unless I really wanna put my fat gut into it and then I can hit it harder. Put a uh, power band into it. Put <laughs> a barrel into it. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. oh. but I, I know that club's going that distance every time I get out of the bag. And it's uh, but yeah, love doing it, yeah. And, and uh, so and I don't, what you I don't gonna, do much to my grip.
1: Are you gonna do like, are you looking at any competitions this year or competitions next year? I know this is going to be a bit weird with what's going on anyway, but is there anything that you can go and play or join in on?
2: So, hopefully, Battle Back get up and running again and we get a few comps on with members of other golf clubs and we're going to have a match and we do an all-match play and it's just basically, say, 12 guys against your 12 guys. Excuse me. And uh, we're going to have a game of golf and then hopefully later on this year if we can it'd be uh, the Captain Peach Trophy or the Clive Pierce Cup I think it might be the Clive Pierce Cup uh, against Australians and it'd be Ryder Cup style a few days and we've played every year obviously missed last year but I took part in Glen Eagles in 2018 no, not Glen Eagles sorry uh, Celtic, or, Celtic Manor Celtic Manor took part in Celtic Manor 2018 and loved it. And obviously, you know, this, I've told the story about having, playing on one leg, literally playing on one leg. Uh, His leg broke Yeah, it was, it's, it's, it's my broken. leg broke. Yeah, my prosthetic one. leg broke.
1: Do you just whip another yeah. one out of a bag? How did that work?
2: Oh, yeah, whipping whip another one out. Yeah, I just bring another <laughs> oh, leg i Hang with. on a
1: minute, let me get one out of my bag. How does
2: that, how, yeah. what do you do for that? Like a snap seven iron? Or... You could, well, I, I couldn't, I mean, I just had to stand and play on it. It was broken, it was vibrating constantly because it's batch powered. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh,
3: sorry, what? Just to get, Your legs just to battery play. powered.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've got yeah. Be
3: uh,
2: <laughs> so it's battery. It. So I've work? got a, yeah. So I've got a Genium X3, which basically helps. It basically moves for me, walks the gate for me, which is all mad scientific stuff made in Germany, German engineering. Who does better it's German be a, engineering? It's got be yeah, like, yeah it's got to be good. Yeah. Oh. And it's yeah, so I've got that, but I don't know too much about the leg, I'll wear it and just walk.
3: Do you I'm make the
1: terminator noise? Does it like go
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's what I wanna know?
2: <laughs> I just employ you to that next to me. I would... I walk.
1: <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, here he comes.
2: <laughs> i that, wish you did i
1: would ask for can you make the noise because that would be amazing or transformers you know when the transformers go like what 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 what, what, what? that's what i'd want it to do
2: <laughs> what 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 what
3: that's
1: the noise when you listen to transformers you would be like i know the noise that emma was talking about yeah
2: i will watch that next but uh but yeah, yeah. I, I just did that in 2018 so hopefully uh, I missed 2019 because it was already in Australia and it was my daughter's birthday. So I stayed in, stayed in the UK for it, but hopefully this year, 2021, the at the end of this year, November time, it'll be put back on and uh, we can take on the Australians again in the, in the Ryder Cup style format, which I mean, it's fantastic. And that, and that itself oh, is Nathan. fantastic because you meet the guys, the, uh, the soldier on guys from Australia and, uh, they're brilliant. They're all brilliant. They've all been in Afghanistan. They've all seen the same conflict. We've all stood in that blood and that mud and we've just gone with it. And it's, uh, and that's a great few days away and a few good stories and a lot of beer going down and shots and everything else. Did you know, any, did else.
0: You know uh, any of them pre, pre-injury?
2: pre uh, I probably spoke on the internet a few times, but nothing, didn't know how any of them and then met them all through golfing. Because each pretty much each country now, like America, or Australia, Canada, is going the same way. We've all got, uh, like golf projects for the injured servicemen. Do you, like, you get?
1: Have you spoken to Ash Harris at all? Enable um, golf. Yeah, with, I've
2: spoken to Ash. Like, yeah, yeah.
1: So, like, can you get involved with any of that?
3: Or
2: I'd love to, and I would love to get involved with their tour. But I don't see myself competing in in one way. I'd love to, and I like to think I can. But it sounds really bad because if I was a lot younger and I was. If I was single, I'd go and do yeah. it. Hundred and ten percent, I'd go and give it a go and be one of the best, one of the best disabled golfers in the world. If I could be, uh, maybe if, if when the girls grew up a little bit, I'd, I'd dabble. But uh, I'd like to just help more people, and that's the whole idea with the Instagram page. And I took over the Instagram page in May for Battleback to just give the lads some entertainment because they're all struggling with no golf and a lot of people going. What do I do? And I thought, well, I wonder if I can just post stuff and a few pictures, and what if I can just chat to people who just love the game, who are passionate mm. about the game, and and listen to them, and give the lads something to to listen to. Because a lot of the guys, like I, I know, a lot of the guys in the WhatsApp group, uh, what I'm on, uh, say I, I listen to the uh, the interviews in the chats in the car, just as an yeah. iPad, just I just connect to the speakers, listen to it through through Instagram, and it's just great. And that was the whole idea behind it—just thinking, right. Give a some entertainment. Get the Battleback project out there and get guys aware about it and 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 what and what good they do. And it's just, it's snowballed. I'm glad I did
1: it. So, Scott, are you doing this? Are you? Do you do this full time now? Are you? Do you work for Battleback, or it's like what? What would your now you're out of military? What do you do?
2: So I, I work at a, a, a fitness chain. I won't mention who they are, uh, <laughs> but, but I, I work, I work for them. And uh, okay. I've been furloughed since since yeah March last year because I had an operation on my leg because I had some shrapnel removed because I'm full of shrapnel still. And uh, I had a bit of a bad, like, growy lump on the back of my leg and I couldn't wear my prosthetic. So I went to the hospital and they found out it was, it was like two thumbnail size bits of shrapnel. So I then dug out and then I couldn't go back to work because the, the gyms are all closed and uh, so I've been on foot ever since. So I just, I, I don't, I've got, I, I don't work for about, back now I just thought, I just in my spare time, what, why not?
1: Yeah. So and in what do you go back? <coughs> sorry, you go for. I Yeah. I was going to say, so do you go back on the sixteenth of April, or is that when Jim's? You just don't know. I have no idea. You'll get a couple of weeks of golfing at least, I reckon. Oh yeah. yeah. At least
0: yeah,
2: a okay. scramble a few weeks in. Yeah,
1: well, a
0: few what weeks will be to all right. Ask, have you um if cuz we haven't really explained what about battle back golf actually is yet we've talked about it we've mentioned it so in a nutshell in one sentence well or one sentence a couple of paragraphs mm. maybe um explain to us all what battle back golf is because it's on Instagram I know it I didn't know anything about it until no, I didn't I stumbled across it uh, and then had a conversation with you obviously but if everybody doesn't know what it is let's know yeah so the battle back golf project was
2: uh, found in Hendy Court by Lieutenant Colonel Tristan Crew, uh back in the end of two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine time. And it was just to get guys back out there and integrated in some sort of sport. So battle back is not just golf. So battle back golf is part of battle back. Um so there's ski battle back, there's like uh football, oh, wow. there's there's loads of different stuff. Okay didn't know that okay. good.
1: i didn't know that yeah,
2: yeah. so about, about golf project uh and then there's this golf is that is the biggest one golf is there is their baby basically and uh yes yeah, so about that golf project basically was thought what well, let's get lads walking on the terrain where it's up and down getting out of sand walking on flat surfs so you can say all oh, that that is one golf fairway you can give the undulations of the, of the fairway the flat surface the putting green depending on what you're playing, obviously, and in and out of bunkers. And they thought, well, we'll just take a few clubs, see if lads like it. And uh, the lads just fell off of it because it was so good, for, not just for them missing limbs and walking up and down terrain and moving out of bunkers and picking their ball up for a tee, so reaching down. It was good for their coordination if, there was, if they lost sight, because I lost sight of my right eye. If you lost you lost sight. You- you can focus and it, all these things just happened to play together fantastically with golf. And it was just, mm-hmm. God, we've stumbled on something great here. Yeah? And then later down the line with the mental health side of things, where lads with PTSD were coming on, Cause obviously not all injuries uh, can be seen. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the, the worst injury I can say is the PTSD and lads suffer for years and years and years. Even guys from the Falklands war, uh, of suffering years and years, and they've come to play golf, and they've gone. That is fantastic. What? How is that? I've been doing this. I've been fighting these battles and these wars for years, and I've come and played around the golf for you guys, and I'm just, I feel a million times better. And it's and it and that's what and, and in a nutshell, going from 2008 2009 time to, to present day, it's helping hundreds of servicemen every year.
3: Look, and it,
1: it, how are you, how is it promoted? Like is it is it like any any military personnel is it person any military yeah. person, is it if they're injured or if they are taken out of the military, did Battleback get in touch with them or are they given Battlebacks details or
2: so we've we've got a website, so if you've been medically discharged from, from the service or if you're sick, injured or wounded whilst on duty or on tours, then Battleback God by happy to, happy to have you. And you can just go online or go, or, or yeah, basically go to the website, contact him. Uh, don't obviously not contact myself. I yeah. obviously don't work for Battleback, but we, we we have guys who. <laughs> Everyone get a spot. <laughs> yeah. We have guys get in touch with me. I've got his number. I'll
3: you.
2: let you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, contact them and they'll, they'll give you a message back.
1: And like, if anyone was to listen right. to this and go, I want to help, like, could do you need golf clubs do you need equipment do you need golf facility do you need golf pros like what if there's anyone that because obviously covid has like mentally got people and i think people want to do better and i think people want to help and your story is just like whoa like if someone wants to say actually i want to help what's the best way that they can help
2: so they can help i mean they can contact battle back the email address is on the website so uh mm-hmm www.battlebackgolf.com is just the website, nice, easy, and simple. And all the information's there, how we got formed, and you can contact us through that. Uh with with help, believe it or not. And I don't well, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I probably will say it anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ping <laughs> Ping sponsor Battleback. Oh love So, that. so, so we great. so the 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 Sohoen family are fantastic and they they basically Sponsor Battleback, and if you've played a Battleback for a few years and you've shown your your passion for the Battleback Golf uh, Scheme and the Battleback Golf Project, you'll go to Gainsborough and you'll get measured <gasps> up and fitted for a pair of clubs. Shut up.
3: that, yeah. oh, that alone okay.
2: is incredible. I love that. Oh, okay. Fair play to being Shout yeah. out to Ping and what yeah. they do yeah. mean, and they've problem. helped with so many guys, and and just that alone, just going to and, and being treated like a like a pro for a day. And going down there and so it doesn't matter if you swing a wish, the guy behind the camera would just go, good swing, mate. Yeah, well it's good swing, mate. <laughs> and it would just go, yeah, sticking what right. And whatever they do, and they're fantastic people down there. I had an absolute blast. I was there for from the, the morning till the evening, just eating balls, they ever to me out because I was just enjoying <laughs> it so much. Let's stop uh, out. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, and fair play to ping and and everybody setting it up. I've got Zeno Gomez. Probably won't ever see this because he's not. He's not on Instagram. He's not on Facebook and stuff. But that guy, has got more guys into golf than anybody else I know, and he's the guy who's saved more lives than anybody. He, he's a true life hero. He was in the RAF, a guy called Zeno Gomez, and he was he basically worked in the workshop at Headley Court, helping guys with their hands and getting guys standing up and and doing all that. And he'd just go, "Do you play golf?" They go, oh yeah, and, and that's how Battleback was. Had so many guys. You ask everybody. You look at the, like, the bios on the Instagram page. Everybody mentions Zeno Gomez. He is a living legend, hero. And not all heroes wear caps, or not heroes yeah. wear capes or helmets or whatever. He's an absolute bloke. And I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't play golfers once. Wasn't for him. I wouldn't because I wouldn't ever play it to us. Would. I would never have gone to the range to see Phil. I
0: wouldn't done none of that if it weren't for him. So, and, and let's be honest, it, if it wasn't for that, well, you might not have been here. Full stop. Especially yes, how you explained it, yeah. that earlier on. Yeah. That was yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad you're, in. I'm I'm glad that Zena Gomez has uh, helped you out and sorted you out. Oh, not just me, hundreds of blokes.
2: Absolutely, what a man. And hopefully, uh, I can give something back to him one day and uh, and shake his hand and buy my beer again soon because it's absolutely what i love him to pieces uh and hopefully i'll send him this obviously after it comes out to see if he listen to it yeah has he ever been
1: recognized from like his work i mean people like that are the ones that should get an like award yeah i mean
2: he should get an award and hopefully he doesn't i don't think he wants one he just he just he just helps that's the spirit and he's, he's just such a bloke really really nice man and hopefully you get to meet him we we'll get getting down to the kendall sheeran
3: yeah i think
2: yeah. we need to
1: find his address and we need to just write him loads of letters i yeah. think <laughs> we're like oh god <laughs> What's up, do you?
2: i'm sure he love that
1: oh he sounds like <laughs> a real hero to be yeah. fair like even just talking to you if someone listened to this i think today's conversation so far has like been the most inspirational conversation i've ever listened to ever i just think the way you talk about it is just like it's done there's other people struggling with stuff I want to help people that's I know it's obviously been a longer conversation than that but that's what I've got from this so far is that you've just you've gone through horrendous but you've kind of gone yeah let's deal with it and then let's go on to the next thing yeah I I
2: mean yeah and I just want to I mean, you look at, I say the difference, but I just want to help as many guys as I can. It's just, I'm very, so passionate about the sport and any sport, not just golf, any sport would do the world of good. You can like walk into sport. I mean,
4: mm.
2: you walk fast, you can get into Olympics. But, and that's, just, if you just want to go outside and just walk and chat and chew the fat and have a good laugh or have a cry. I've cried and I've cried myself to, to sleep many nights in the past wondering, Hopefully, what will tomorrow bring? And tomorrow just brings a smile, and just getting on with life, and just cracking on, and just being there for somebody. Pick up the, if someone rings you, yeah, pick up the phone, and stay low. And, and yeah. yeah, and that's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to achieve. For the, I'm just trying to get the word out for the blokes and do the best I can. Get us all playing golf again.
4: Yeah. So, if there's any
1: golf clubs listening, like obviously holding a battle back golf event at their golf facility would be quite a cool thing for you wouldn't it that would be like if we could get your boys down at ours or if someone yeah, wanted we're, to we're offer gonna their facility that. we're going to go yeah, I mean, uh, the,
2: our place. There's a, there is a few places we go to so there's a lot well there's a lot of places we go to and when our schedule comes out it's very busy because we've got, we've got goals yeah. all over the country uh, but if clubs do want it just email us in through the website saying look we'd love to host battle back for a day or do whatever just email email us in and then hopefully someone gets someone to get back to you but because at the minute with covid i don't know if anyone's in the evening in the offices or if everyone's getting an emails it's run yeah. through the rcmn edit court which is now at Stamford hall uh so i don't know if anyone's there or i don't know but uh we will get back in touch once once we get this pandemic out of the way and yeah. uh, we all start playing the game we love again and and getting people back out because hopefully what i don't want to happen is is obviously the pandemic everyone's been locked inside and people are struggling and people are just chewing at the bit and biting at the bit to get back out and play and there's going to be well I say that but you probably may want to edit this bit out but I don't <laughs> want there to be too many mental health cases when we come out of this pandemic and guys struggling and I mean that's what panics me the most yeah,
1: yeah. I think there, and then there is no lie about it I struggle with it and I like Ben tells me off because it's not a what do they call it a mental health
0: oh, she managed, issue she minds about like, issues and like the way she yeah. talks about it, like in terms of uh, <laughs> she's so down about it and I know it's like that but I tell her off because the main point I tell you off Ben is the fact that yes. we all like to make out that it's only a certain amount of people that deal with mental health problems and actually mm. it's not we all do we all have uh yeah. mental health battery life if you like and we're all gonna get low at some point and we're all gonna to have to struggle with it. But it's not just an individual thing. It's not just, oh, us three are gonna deal with it because that's just us three. That's our oh, unfortunately us. Everybody has to manage it. Everybody at every opportunity. And if they tell you they don't, they're lying, right? They're absolutely yeah. lying. And and I think that's why I get worried I get wound up about it because we the stigma's going. It's not gone fully yet. It's going, it's getting better. But everybody struggles with it, and I think yeah. as soon as we all realise that actually it's okay for us all to say, yeah, at the moment I'm not I'm not I'm not great at the minute. I'm going to be honest. I'm not very I'm not really great about it. This is happening. This is how I feel. And having that conversation with somebody is so so important. I I've talked to you in the past, Emma, about how you know people talk about oh a problem shared is a problem halved. It is literally one of the best pieces of advice you'll ever hear. Because as soon as you start talking to somebody, that little bit of weight that you're carrying becomes a little bit lighter and you have that yeah. conversation yeah. and you have, you're have, you able to just unload a little bit. And then you, you speak to somebody else and you unload a little bit more. And what I will say to everyone as well, talk to everybody that wants them. Don't bang on about it all the time because people obviously will shut off. But I, what I'm trying to say is that you not- will you'll pick up <laughs> bits of information from people that aren't therapists, aren't psychologists, aren't doctors, nurses, but from your friends and your loved ones. And it will be one little, little thing that you can hold on to that is so positive that will change change your day and change your life. And it's just having those little conversations with everybody and just being open and honest. But like I said to you earlier, Scott, blokes are bloody terrible at that. And um, women are the same as well. Women, they, they like to make out they're good at having a conversation, but unfortunately... They like to hold on to it as well. But that's another... Right, then,
1: Remember yeah. that one. <laughs> I think that
0: it, you know, it is extremely tough times what we're going through. And it
2: is now. They do say it's one in three will suffer mental health issues for through whatever. And it just proves the fact that thrives there. And, and, and MFF, We don't me asking, it sounds like you've been struggling a little bit. But the way I kind of cope with it, and it is that you say you speak to guys you can, you can literally speak to anybody, and I kind of find myself if I am struggling, there is no one around. And it's a great tip I, I learned in Core, and it, is, it cools me down, it takes my mind off of everything. And I kind of think of a traffic light system, and I, I close my eyes, and I take a few deep breaths, and I just think about, right, I want to get off the red, and I need to get to green. So I'll go, I slowly count back, I, I keep counting my head nice and slow. Until I think, right, okay, right, I'm at, yeah, yeah, am at amber? Okay, here we go, right, a few more breaths. And, then, and I think, I must look, that nice flashing green amber lights is eventually going to blink. And then as it does, right, I go, right, no more thoughts. And I look up and I crack on going, and and if I'm on my own, that is a great way of just forgetting everything for a second. You could be in the supermarket as day and go, right, I'm going to stand over near the veg, I'm going to put my head down in my hands and I'm just going to do this right okay yeah if you look at yeah if you get a carrot or whatever <laughs> you want to do if you look at wally who cares
3: yeah no one totally
2: no well. one cares right mm-hmm. even but even somebody might look up to you and go excuse me you're all right yeah absolutely yeah? i was just about to say that like if i saw that yeah. i'd be straight you're right mate what's going on yeah, <laughs> I'd
0: be straight yeah. In there, but
2: that's me <laughs> but you never know or you sitting in the car park or you're sitting at home in front of the tv having that just a little break that little 30 second break it, it do you all the good and get them thoughts snapping back out of your head <clears throat> but any but literally in chatting and just tuna fat and talking is the, one of the best things you can do you're very right Ben by saying that and and uh yeah and just getting the things off your chest getting that weight off you and saying look do you want me to start saying you something and I'm, I'm struggling and they go what what's struggling and what and you just go, I don't know I'm, I just yeah. feel weight. I just feel like I'm sinking. I feel like someone's pulling me down. Yeah. And you're going and, and, and yeah, and it could be the COVID and, and what's going on, and just being stuck inside and just seeing the constant got, death rate going up and down. It's just yeah, horrific, Go on, Ben. I got, sorry, I, got,
0: I, got, I was going to say I've got one question for you, like really quickly, because this is a point. This is a point I'm trying to make now. Of all those times you have had to have those conversations with people, and say, "Look, I just need a minute. I'm not doing this." How many times has that person you're speaking to turned around and said, sorry, I can't help you? None. Exactly. This is my point. This is the the point. No, if you're speaking to somebody, right, nine times out of ten it's somebody you care about, they care about you, and they want to be there with you having that conversation. And as soon as you say that, we all have this in within us, because it's like human nature, I don't know whether it's the parent or I don't know what part of the brain it is, but something's going on where you're like, shit sure, I don't want to see my mate going through this or my loved one going through this and my son my ad. we want to help so we're going to sit there and listen and we might not have a clue what's going on however we will try our best to make sure yeah, we're going to put our arm around you and give you a little squeeze if you need it it's it's one of yeah. those isn't it and, and you, you're so right that talking is so so important but we are it's almost like our own anxiety our own fears our own stresses are putting up that wall to even stop us making that first jump to say, actually, I just want to have a conversation with somebody about it. And it's, it's not that it's stupid. That's the wrong way of putting it. But it's, it to people that are in a good place, it seems really, really small, like a small barrier yeah, to get over. Yeah. yeah. That's the best way But an easy barrier, but it's when you're struggling, when you've got so many other things going on in your mind and the stresses are all there, all the things that you're thinking about, That wall suddenly turns from this small to the biggest wall, eight, nine, ten feet tall that you can't get over. And if you can somehow bridge that or get through that wall, honestly, it's life changing. And like do you
1: think that's why golf plays such a big part? Because yes, I know people get stressed on a golf course, but the anxiety, like you can tell when someone's having a bad round, but I think that's just rage that kicks in. You don't ever see that pure stress anxiety kind well, of we, um, You don't see that that often on a golf course I
0: wouldn't have We, yeah. we talk about um we call it a sledgehammer <laughs> and I know that sounds really similar, silly we talk oh. about a sledgehammer and it, it's, it means basically what are we going to knock this bloody wall down with to get us through that thing and these activities and like, like practices that you do with a traffic light system, the counting to tens, and listening to the music, and doing all the other things that they can. These are their sledgehammers that are going to get us through that wall to be able to get to the next thing. And golf falls into that category. Walking, swimming, all these physical activities are so good for you. Like, I, even now we talk about COVID at, at this point in time, the only thing we're allowed to do is go and exercise and go out and walk. And I've personally like never felt so good going out for a walk with my family like it's something that we didn't really do apart from once a week whereas we're doing it every day at the moment and it's brilliant all of us have actually started geocaching you ever of that it is it's like the geekiest thing ever do you know what a geocache is scott no never heard of that before right. What's that? it is incredible <laughs> <laughs> this is where i geek out now I shouldn't have brought this up. I'm going to kill. Just thought I'd say um, <laughs>
2: walking is not my forte.
0: If you if you've no. ever realised, you've, you've really bringing the leg things into this. <laughs> like, oh,
3: sorry, Ben.
2: Even, <laughs> even though I do carry, I do carry and walk when I'm on the course. I, do, I carry and walk as everybody it else. Is. But yeah, 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 I love it. Yeah. It do you ever
3: ha-
1: lucky trolley? Has anyone ever like? Uh, I've got I've got electric yet?
2: trolley. Yeah, but I don't really like having it because I like to have the clubs and it's like good. yeah.
3: It's, all, all the gear and right into it sorry
0: Ben <laughs> tell right. me what tell me what this thing is Wait, <laughs> this <laughs> thing geocaching yeah. loads of people don't know what it is it's yeah. basically geocaching. an app it's an app right and um, it's basically treasure hunting for adults and people hide little like little trinkets and things in yes. railings and under trees and all sorts so we've, we've started doing it with the kids and there's loads around here Em only goes around the corner for me so I'm saying that uh, and you can...
1: I found him in my garden earlier. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what's a he... trinket of fear?"
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: no, um,
1: ben, I'm not a geocatcher. <laughs>
0: ca- cash,
1: cash. Catch in, cash. It's,
0: um, and basically, you've got this hint, you get like a little, you get a uh, coordinate on a map and you have to go and try and find it. And then you get there and you just, and some of them are really complex. You have to figure out, what the coordinates to the next part, is, and you move on. It's all this treasure hunting, but the kids absolutely love it. So, the first one we found by complete chance is just the other side of the, the bridge by Sales. Um, and inside this little pot is hidden at the, bottle, at the bottom
3: of
0: the drumway. <laughs> and it's just like, and you open it up, and there's this little Lego man inside. And the kids oh. thought it was amazing. So, we've done all that take photos, Did and they put, you put it back?
3: back. Yeah, you have to put oh, it all put- back.
0: You oh write down a little, you write a little log about where you've been and you've been oh here. You write your little username from the app and you roll it all back up nice and tightly and hide it. And then you go off and find a new one. But that's what we've been doing. And that's been helping our mental health. So if anybody wants to come geocaching with us, you crack on.
1: I might do that. might come tomorrow.
0: <laughs> but anyway, Just back to my like, point.
1: I wish I'd never asked. <laughs> <laughs> but but like, oh my God, what time is
0: it? Yeah. Geocache, <laughs> yeah. Back to my point. Yeah, please just talk to somebody, have that conversation. And if you're worried about doing it, just go and do something with people. I know it's hard at the moment that we can't, but just go and do something with somebody. And if the conversation comes up, it will help. It will yeah, definitely help.
2: i tell you what else helps as well. If you, if you, if you, i kind of do this on a, on a, I'm just on a whim because whenever I feel like it, I do it. And I always think to myself, when, when are the opportunity? to change someone else's life is great. Okay. So every now and then I'll just be, I'll go and buy three lottery tickets and just give them out. Yeah. And then that sounds quite weird and it's two pound, but then whenever, whenever you have a chance to go, this may change your life yeah. and you'll always remember me giving you this and then that'll make me, okay, yeah, you can win all the millions. I'm happy because I've got my kids, my golf, my wife, and that that's my little fantastic world my boys and everything playing around the golf I didn't, I didn't need anything else but that ticket can change someone's nice else's life you yeah, could win you could lose it's, there's millions of chances that you may not but even if you're on a down day just going to spend four quid and just go is here's, here's a lottery ticket, or just give it to the woman behind the kiosk I know you work exchange is, <laughs> but this could change your life have a oh, good day no, absolutely,
3: but yeah. don't you no, think
2: like, things
1: like that are just wonderful because it brings back like human care, I think that's what was missing for a bit—is just the care and yeah. love from people. And I think things like that. That two quid, yes, it's two quid, but it's just wonderful. If someone did anything like that, is just—I think it's—I yeah. think
2: it's. or in the back of like I've done this before when I've got the kids in the back. If I see like a family in the back behind me in the McDonald's, I go, "Can I pay for the guys behind me? Pay for the guys behind me because they're never going to get out of the car. And you just drive, that's made made their day. Then someone's paid for the then like,
1: struggling the coach load just arrived. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You'd, you'd,
0: you'd <laughs> I, I bet Scott would never do that to me because if I was behind, I'd order absolutely everything. <laughs> I'll have one it's everything. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but they don't know you. They don't know you pay
2: for it until they obviously get up to the window. You could be off by then, but you don't know if they're struggling or if they, or what's yeah. going on. with that maybe they're I, only meal a day, and you just go look. And what, what can be a five or a sort of tenner every now and then. And I always do that if I'm on a bad day. Making someone else kind of feel good or bringing someone else it gives you that sense of like I've done that a day, I've done that good, good yeah. thing there. Uh but yeah, there you go. It does make you feel it's good like, though,
1: doesn't it? Yeah
0: it, it does do, make you do something Doing that.
1: good, make you feel good.
0: Yeah. There's little boosts and there's little Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, Scott. I think like I just, Emma
2: and a Emma and a golf coaching, when you've when you've helped so many people and you say people are broken down in your lessons, you must stand there go or rather going, what is he going on here? Is he
4: like
2: yeah. you're out right there, mate? You meant to be a big yeah. army boy or all you're this. Right. Yeah. Well Ben, get a big player crawling yeah, on like, that and, and all man. that. Yeah. Come come on.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> but you have stood there and you, when when guys come and see you, which no doubt some battle back guys will, uh you'll have an opportunity to change their life for the best and just give them a few tips and a few hints of what's going on with their swing. That'll make their day. And that's
0: it works in opposite ways and Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well look, if you if you put these things out to your to back Scott, yeah. if anybody I'm is in the Bristol er, in the Bristol area yeah. in terms of candlestih way or whatever, tell them to get in contact with us and I'll I will play golf with them. I've got no culture coaching golf knowledge in the slightest. But I'll talk and have a conversation and be there and you can just take the Mickey out of me all day. Whereas I am sure I would do sessions. I'm
1: totally up for
0: that.
1: We'd love it. <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, no, I think it's, I think, charity, it. I think it's wonderful. I think you're just doing a kick-ass job. Am yeah, I allowed love to say the
3: that?
2: Fact, yeah, yeah, you can like to say kick-ass, yeah. I don't know, ask Ben. But <laughs> I was going to say, you <laughs> love the fact that you're going to have loads of to come down, or love the fact you're teaching lessons. <laughs>
1: you <Yes, I am. laughs> <laughs> like, fine. I'm used to days being from Warminster.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Bloody millions yes. there. In and then yeah. I'm like, jeez, at Uphaven. But no, I think, honestly, whatever we can do to help. And I think golf pros realise now how much golf does help and that they can play a big part in it. And to be fair, all the golf pros I know do stuff, do charity lessons, do things like that. And I just think whatever we can do, you sometimes just have to ask for it. And I think people will... Give. I mean, ping. That's like still heroic. That's
0: incredible. That is incredible. That I asked nice. you I, I, when we talked about it last time, Scott. I asked if you got one of those nice ping camo bags, didn't I? Because I've always yeah. wanted one. And um you did. I don't know if you've got one yet. You got one? No, i not. Oh, I'd be, be all over it. I'd be all over it if we get all the one.
3: Um,
0: we've without. Not that I'm worried about time because I'm like, midnight.
3: Lit
1: is it? <laughs> um, <laughs> I really don't
0: know what time it is. I want. I want to talk. About bit Really quickly about golf, what's happening now, uh, and things that happened. We were on, we were recording last week, and old Tiger had an accident when we were, oh, yeah. uh, having that conversation. Yeah. and um, I just wanted to make a really quick point about the not a point, but just bring it up in conversation, really. The fact that obviously he's gonna have a bit of a tough time coming back. Tiger's a bit of a hero, of both of us, and the i suppose, because oh, we uh, love
1: him
3: we grew mm. up in the
0: Tiger Rain, and we talked about this. Briefly on Instagram, didn't we? Scott the old Tiger chat, and um, yeah, I i loved the fact that all so many of the guys got involved. When oh, in, and the, the women, it was yeah. women on the Sunday yeah. as well, and I just thought
1: it was brilliant.
0: Absolutely, I love all that. I, love all that. Yeah. I, wore, I, wore, I wore a red t-shirt that day. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I sat sat home in my pants and a red t-shirt. That was a, a sight for sore yeah.
2: eyes. <laughs> Absolute legend, and I feel really, I feel for him. I really do. I, uh, I don't know what's going to go on now. That's it. I don't know. I, I'm scared to think, well, would he be hanging up his his cleats, as they say? I don't know. It's, you it's never not. know with tiger, a though, one. do you? You never yeah. know. He's got such a strong mind. And, he's yeah. in, and that is probably being brought up around the military as a young military. lad. And the, and the yeah. way he did the stuff with the Navy SEALs in his past. If no one knows that, mm. go and check it out. It's all on YouTube. It's mad, some of the stuff he was doing proper buds training and all that and you never know you literally never know and i mean what is the extent of his injuries is it two broken legs have plates and putting his he, ankles
3: knee no. i do or is it both is it just one
0: i don't know it's probably worth looking at i'll have a little look now quickly i tell you what think, if you
1: if you get the chance there's um an all. Aud- audiobook by Hank Haney and as much as I'm not really a fan I've of heard his, of that yeah I've listened to that it's so that's what I've listened to so podcasts because I've literally completed Netflix I think I've <laughs> in a year I like um audiobook and podcasts. but that was amazing to hear the inside out of his life and just yeah. like you said, the military side—I didn't realize how obsessed he got with the fitness levels. Of oh, birth. massively! And then I think he lost too much weight, and then he was just still bulking up too much, and it was incredible to hear the story. And and I guess you don't see that because he's so private, par- apart from apart from everything that went on with whatever. Yeah, that you wouldn't hear anything about what was going on with him. Uh, it was really mental.
0: Yeah. So Tiger, Tiger's injuries open tibia and fibular fractures um, on it doesn't say which leg actually um, they were not clean breaks so it was bones of numerous fragments basically uh, and also injuries to the ankle and foot area uh, that which are still kind of unclear but they've plated them anyway um, so he's actually had uh, quite a, a little bit of work and soft tissue damages around around the, the tibia so any kind of open fracture is pretty horrific and pretty hard to come back from so
1: what's yeah. the um what are the which are the bones like it's a Tibi-
0: there... tibia tibia, tibia and fibula bottom half which, your leg which... yeah bottom half your leg so, so below the two... yeah below knee yeah yeah so, yeah,
3: so the knees. two
0: ones yeah Femurus, is that? Thigh. No, femur 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 yeah where's that yeah fire
1: do um, you for like um? Do you know every part of your body now that you've been into hospital for seven years? <laughs> yeah, yeah I like,
3: do.
1: I know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
0: <just>
1: that. <laughs> that's a leg. No, that's a elbow. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, oh. I
0: think um, yeah, Tiger. I want him back so bad just because of uh, just because a lot of us would be playing golf about him, would we? Let's be honest. We know that he's changed. Yeah.
3: Again.
0: Hey, that was a conversation that came up the other day. Do you think Tiger is? Is uh, influenced all the players who are on tour now, and I was like, "What's a pretty stupid question?" Of course he yes, asked because they're of course yes, yeah, because we're in the ball bloody miles. All did you like- see?
1: Did you see Twitter though? Uh, not that I like Twitter that much because it's so angry. But there was an an article, and you know, sometimes they pull like quotes off Twitter of who's written what, and it was yeah. pretty much every sports person in the world, and even like celebrities like Will Smith had come out, and I think he had just been to see Will Smith and his wife or something that day. I mean, it was bizarre and it was like we wish Tiger Woods like all the safe yeah. love in the world. You know, and it was if I think any person in this world unless they live in a very remote place knows who Tiger Woods is. It's like yeah, who knows, knows Michael who Jordan, who knows Serena Williams. There's probably only a list of maybe 10 men and women like sporting people that you probably know, Roger Federer, you know, there's it is David, yeah, you know, David Beckham. Do you know what I mean? But from, he's from, up yeah, there from
2: that one up sport, time. yeah, from that from that one sport, you're very right, Matt. From all them sports, you can name one person. So, like, you even like horse racing, you know, Frank Catori is, don't
3: you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah,
2: yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? You know, everybody knows I don't even know horse racing really, but I know who he is. He's amazing, crazy, yeah. he jumps off a horse, right? Yeah, yeah. we both know yeah.
3: that. Yeah.
2: yeah, everybody knows who Will Carlin is, all right.
3: Yeah.
2: Everybody recognises these major goats who have been in and changed their sport for the best and and got I people would, in into that. I would up you with the old Will Carlin chat. I reckon Johnny Wilkinson would be there. Oh, oh Johnny Wilkinson, yeah, everyone. Yeah, that's because yeah. all the ladies fancied him. But it was Johnny yeah. Wilkinson. But you could <laughs> say <I fancied laughs> he was good looking. He still good
3: looking.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird though, isn't it? But, like, if, if in 20 years' time, who have these kids got to look up to if there is no Tiger Woods? It, I know it would just be hearsay and YouTube would be brilliant of that.
0: Well, But,
1: like, where would it go? Like, Ricky Fowler's up there at right. the
0: moment, Me that The kids love Ricky Fowler. But yeah, but he's, still,
1: he's still not. He's still not. No, what? The thing is, I think we had the best... I don't want to say era, because it sounds like it's... But I think Tiger Woods made everyone hit it further made everyone up their game made everyone improve i mean the if you listen to that hank Haney, did you say scott you'd listen to it you yeah, listen to
2: hank Haney, yeah yeah amazing just, book
1: his the book was just he smashed everyone every single time i mean the 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 guy was just incredible and i think without him golf wouldn't be golf level wouldn't be where it is today
2: well of course it would yeah i don't think it would at all i i, I he, he like he was the pinnacle of the sport for so many years. But you look at it now, you've got all these other golfers, but you could see uh, <laughs> so Yeah, the, the two people who I think you said you said earlier about who's going to take over from the sport. I don't think anyone's not take over completely, but if anyone's going to be close to winning the majors they've won with they, I mean like the greatest Jack in Tiger Woods, I think it'll be rather if he if he sorts how it's put in, Roy McElroy. Would we'll just turn up to a tournament and just whitewash everybody, and then Justin Johnson, he he won so easy. And I didn't. I say easy, he won so easy. But in Dubai, he just seemed to just it was effortless. He just seemed to be just sinking everything he looked at. Yes. He was on his numbers, the masters. masters he, oh
3: he just man, literally walked just, that. yeah,
2: he just walked around the course like he was having a jolly, and he can't even say. People oh, dumped it in the in the in the in the pond in Ray's Creek because they they didn't. Everyone was trying to nip at his heels, and he went on and just thought, yeah, we're gonna yes. bad guys. And then, but mind no. like, oh, you,
3: looking can, forward to if, you
1: this can, one. if you can hit someone full pelt with your driver and not even like, did you see the footage that he's like hit? Yeah, hitting yeah I did. Yeah, and he just went what? <laughs> just yeah. like, but if you could do that, and he's just. Like uh, nothing so phases him. him. Nothing. Yeah,
2: and it, and just he just gets on and plays the game, and I love that about him. And uh, when I was speaking to Claude Harmon name drop, I, am, I do apologise. Uh, <laughs> and might he drop. was just saying, "Yeah, <laughs> might drop." And even he could see how how passionate he was about it, and how I think he's going to be up there. And you think mm-hmm. he's going to be next Slam? I think it, if he wins, if he wins at the players next week, and then goes on and get which is easy-doable, easy-doable. Mm. Yep. If he wins the players, I'll have him for back-to-back Masters. 100
0: I think it'd be silly not to have him for back-to-back Masters, how well, how well he's played the last few rounds. It's just yeah. like, it's incredible.
1: He will be favourite now, though, won't he?
0: Yeah, he's got to be. He's incredible. But he's world um, like, number one
2: still. He's, he's, the only person I could see him beating him is Brooks, uh, yeah. Yeah. maybe. But then with the Masters, who, who with any golf tournament, who knows? You don't know who's going to turn up on a day. Anyone can win it. Well, um, but, Colin
1: as well.
0: I can't remember his last name. Yeah.
1: Malcau, yeah,
0: Yeah, yeah, he's been. He was good on the weekend. He was really good. Really good. Really good.
1: But they reckon his iron play, his mid to like six iron, he puts that on cl- closer on average than most tour players put their wedge. Yeah, that was the that was the thing on the Taylor May tour kind of uh, Instagram. That's what his.
3: Go to is mid,
1: mid to slightly longer irons is better, and you just think radar. You just think,
3: wow, yeah, oh, I love it. Guessing.
2: They're my irons. I love it on mid irons. I'm not very good. Yeah. I say my shotguns games are right, but, but yeah, you look at anyone turn up, but definitely Justin Johnson at the minute. He doesn't seem to be unbeatable. Mm. If he win, like I said, if he wins at the players next week, he's he's bound to go on and go have a run. I'll have him for yeah. one of the Masters, one of the, one of the majors this year. Right, yeah. I doubt.
1: I always didn't him. think Ricky yeah. would win one. I always put money on Ricky to win a major, but he just doesn't ever seem to. There's something, and he just needs one because he's it's got, crazy, he's got the ability. It? It's got the.
0: His it, putting averages for I think it was not last season or the season before were absolutely outrageous. He was number one ranked, wasn't he? In putting from yes. six feet, eight feet, whatever it was, and yes. he just never missed a plumbing ball. I just didn't understand how he didn't win more. It was crazy. Yeah. You could say that about all of the all of the a lot of the guys.
2: Lee Donald won number one, Lee Westwood. Yeah. 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 Paul Casey. You could say it a lot about the guys. All all of them won WGCs, but none of them won any been any close to any majors. And the biggest one of all is uh, Monty. Monty. And yeah. yeah. you think about how he's not won. How has he not won a major? He's won like
1: Yeah. He everything. was epic though, wasn't
2: he? He was brilliant. Yeah. And he's okay, that, he's gonna win on the senior cup. major.
1: Yeah, but I just think, like, what do you, what would you rather see? So, someone, I think I can't remember who asked this, but like, what would you rather see—a Ryder Cup, or an Open, or a Major kind of thing? What would you rather sit and watch?
2: To go and turn up to? Oh, yeah. definitely Ryder Cup, hundred yeah. percent. Ryder Cup, oh, you yeah, I'm sure. You're brilliant. I'd be all over the Ryder Cup,
3: and I'd I've been—I've be dr- been to the I'm Open. i was to
2: go, Yeah, I've been lucky enough to go to the Open. And sit there and watch it, and 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 watch the courses and stuff. And I've been to the, being uh, the uh, Wentworth and, and watched it down there. But I've never been to Ryder Cup. But I'll be mm. Ben. Maybe 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 next year when it's uh, next year. Actually, now it'll be twenty twenty three. I think, when it? I think the next Ryder Cup somewhere yeah, in Italy. It
1: sure? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. We'll uh.
1: Pretty impressive. Ah, Can't we just do a jolly
2: there? Get it, just get jolly it there. Fundamental, <laughs> fundamental
0: podcast taking live from the Ryder yeah, oh, yeah, I'd be all over that. We'd to. Yeah, yeah, I'd be all over that. I'd do. Yeah, I just. I'd love that. I'd absolutely love that, and be on the jars as well because I didn't like a beer every now and then. Oh, cider. Sorry, my cider man now because I'm west. I'm not French sure they might. do cider in them <laughs> though, Ben. I think you might
1: have
3: to get on the, the beer. Yeah, well, I
0: do. I do travel well as well, so I can deal with yeah. a beer or a, a gin and juice or something like that. Mm, <laughs> yeah. dead fancy, I am. Dead fancy, dead um, fancy. I, I am. I am getting really conscious about time, Scott, and and not that I want to kick you off because there's definitely a part two in this for for sure. Um, but we have to finish with our random quickfire questions that we talk about pretty much every single time uh so they're not really quick fire because we talk about them for 20 <laughs> minutes anyway which is why
3: yeah,
0: I... I, um... so question because i know you've played pebble beach haven't you you played I Pebble have, Beach, yes. yeah uh, sneaky instagram post on there that's another mic drop um but i want to know the best course you've ever played maybe that and also the court the course that you want to play the most So they're not quick fire as such, but best course you've ever played or favourite course I've ever played? It doesn't have to be the best condition, but your favourite.
2: Favourite course I've ever played, believe it or not, even though I play ball beach and there is so much history around that and I couldn't really take it all in. And I've played some great courses in England and stuff, but it's... Do you know what? For the moment and the way it was, it was uh, the King's course at Glen Eagle's Oh. which is the the, lesser of the 3, was phenomenal. And it was with my mates, my several mates, and the, the guys from the Grenadier Guards, and we just cruised around, had a caddy, and it was one of the best days going. And that was probably the, one of the best courses, and it was beautiful as well. The, the
0: scenery was, was fantastic. So definitely, yeah, King Glen course, Eagles, the King English. course. Yeah, yeah, all right, I've got that down. And then, course you would most want to play that you
3: haven't played? People don't know it. Well, you should. I'm not. I wouldn't
2: say Gusta, but I'd like to say it's just down the road from Pearl oh, yeah, Beach. Yeah. We Cypress Point.
1: Do they play tour events? Any tour just events? Just because of the. I've heard it. Why? No.
2: Is that no? No tour events there. It's just there's only a few hundred members, and it just looks. You have a Google of
0: it. It looks phenomenal. Cypress
3: so Point is phenomenal.
0: It, I'm sure it's on like one of the old school Tiger Woods games or something like that, isn't it? Yeah, so probably, probably is. Something. Yeah.
3: I'm Cheers. sure it is
0: because I. That, that's where I remember it from, and. Shooting like twenty-two under par and on the easy <laughs> For nine holes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: For the front two holes, I'm sure holes. I've heard of it. That yeah, way. I think it is. I've heard of it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, then.
0: Sorry this Point, or oh, probably definitely, you, you wouldn't not want to play Augusta. But yeah, yeah. I, I think that comes up all the time, is not it? And I think yeah. I mentioned, I mentioned a few times before that um, Kauai, in Hawaii. Yeah, and is where you said that. I mean filmed Jurassic Park. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the geek in with me. But, um, but then I'd love to have a go at the 17th at Sawgrass oh, yeah.
2: on the Island. Yeah. I'd love to have a go at that with
0: yeah, the players. Oh, yeah. That
2: that would be that course as, as well. I mean, I'd love to play. There's so many courses. I can't pick one, I don't
0: know. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, next questions. Um, so you have to choose a caddy. Or, or, In fact, let's say choose a caddy. You can caddy for them or they can be your caddy. A a golfing professional that can be still with us or passed away, and a non golfing player to caddy for you as well. So you've got two to go for. Ooh, who Could would have anybody? caddy for me? Could be anybody, any golfer. Oh,
2: do you know what? Just for the crack, and because he has a cart, I'd have uh John
0: Daly to yeah. caddy for me. Yeah, I would be oh. all over that. I, I yeah. I have you seen that YouTube video of him in his back garden somewhere? And he's got his cart, he's got a pair of like ripped jeans on, no shoes, no shirt, cigarette hanging out of his mouth, and he's just whacking balls all over it. I yeah. think he's genius. I don't I didn't
2: have caddy for me, just because probably you wouldn't play golf. You'd just go around drinking whiskey, maybe. Yeah. He sounds pretty cool. And then a non golfing caddy, did you say? Yeah. Can be famous, doesn't have to be a famous, but um, it's up to you. If so they a bit older, I'd have my two daughters. One would carry just a bag and one would. Just come along for the crap. Carry the
1: beer. Carry the beer. <laughs> uh, God, how old are they?
2: Five and three. Perfect. Can start playing yeah.
3: Golf. Perfect. yeah, perfect.
2: I'm going to get one of them into them, don't you worry. Yeah.
3: Right. One of them it into it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, oh, I don't know. That's a tough one. Who would I have? I don't know. Uh I like tell you what he's actually it he, actually a
2: caddy.
0: I love Benny Foster. Tell me some Sevy stories. Oh, oh,
3: right.
0: nice. He is yeah. um, his impression of Sevy and talking about that hole in the uh, the gap of the yeah. trees hitting over what I genius. I love it. Absolutely love
2: that. Yeah, I've spoken to him as well. He's on my he's on the Instagram page. Very good interview. Yeah, yeah, he's done everyone. Oh, right.
1: I'll
0: go and yeah. watch on that as well. I've touched up on quite a lot. Have you got here, anyone so. coming up, Scott?
1: Scott, have you got anyone coming up? No, I've
0: been. I've been trying to get a few, uh,
2: but obviously there's a lot happening at the minute. Mm. So they have got the players and the stuff going on. And the last one, Mark, Marcus, Marcus The last one was fantastic. It, what he, really that was just real cool.
3: Mm.
2: Yeah, real, really nice bloke. Really down to earth. The bullet. And if you never heard that story, you go back, go to, go to the i, uh, uh, go to the Instagram page and listen to the story why he's called the bullet. You would never think for <laughs> really? a thousand years why he's called that. that. Uh which is fantastic I won't give it away for people who are listening but yeah get Anthony to come and listen to that why it's called that
0: All Right, and then last question and this one's a bit of an open one Um your dream four ball it can be absolutely anybody dead or alive um in terms of professional golfers non-sporting people they can be celebrities whoever it can be your dream four ball to have a nice conversation walking around a golf course well, there's three of us here, so we just need one more. So we <laughs> oh, can choose the one once again. up? <laughs> oh, we love that. You can come any day of the week. That's it.
1: <laughs> I, mean, look,
2: I said this before, and I, I look any four ball, any chance to play a professional golfer and and watch their swing and walk around it and do it. So I'm going to give you two. My dream four ball. I lost my mum when I was a very young lad. Uh, I was only probably about sixteen when mum passed away. Uh, she doesn't play golf, and obviously neither do my daughters. But just the opportunity to walk around a golf course and I chew the fat with them, my mom and my two daughters, would be great. So that'd be my dream four ball. Uh, but if I was going to have a proper, if I was going to have a, a, a crack with the guys, it'd have to be, and it just because he seems a, such an absolute legend of a bloke, and just have so many stories. And I'm, I'm picking out some guys who are just real cool blokes. So Rich Beam, because he just he yeah. just seems awesome, yeah. And who else? Would, everyone would want to say Tiger, Roy yeah. McIlroy, Justin Johnson, right? <clears throat> but you want guys who are going to entertain you, and not just be about them hitting lasers down the fairway. So I'd I would probably play with Rich Beam, uh, Graham Clark, because he has. He's such a cool bloke, right? He just seems to laugh. He drinks the whiskey. He looks like he smells like <laughs> cigars. What a man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So him, Rich Beam, me, and then who else would they have? And it's probably then got to be uh, one of the greats. I'd say Jack. Oh, nice. Mm. Yeah. That, that, that was
3: pretty
0: you cool, me, cool, right? That picture you sent yeah. me of Jack the other day, I loved, by the way. You so see that, right? How yeah, cool that incredible. bloke was. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, him, or he could go on for ages, him, Arnold Palmer, and then,
4: oh, you know,
2: even them, Gary Player. I mean, listen to them three, just
3: yeah.
2: argue yeah. a little. <laughs> but then you'd want to go and play with Roy McAvoy, Justin Johnson and somebody else, but it's hard,
0: isn't it, that question? But them two, I'm going to stick with them two. Yeah,
1: that's that's cool. They're good ones.
0: They're really good ones, and I think to be fair we can say anybody can't you and you can give a good enough reason about who you'd want to play with and why you'd want to play with it's just incredible but um, I just want to not wrap it up as such but it, unfortunately you have to uh, yeah. because I think um, I need something to eat again as always I need to go to
3: the um... <laughs> loo because i drank so much
0: liquid <laughs> yeah. yeah are you drinking...
2: <laughs> Was you drinking gin and tonics or the cans kind of gin and tonics um,
1: no so this is a pint of water to help with this I'm not an alcoholic, but this is what I've just gone away. <laughs> just smashing them in.
0: Brew dogs so, and all sorts. So
1: Brew Dog, new Hazy Jane, which is delish, and Diet Coke.
0: Good luck. I love That's that. That's
1: probably <laughs> why I feel hydrated.
0: Uh, but, uh, other than that, it's been amazing having you on. I think it's incredible.
3: Yes, been um
0: And I just want to say thank you very much uh, for sharing and being so honest about things and uh, given me some grief when I need to have some grief, and just, just I think it's been incredible. I've learnt a lot tonight, and I can't but nothing but respect you. I, I just think it's incredible your journey you've been on, and on. what everything that you're doing for the battle Back Golf guys, and just helping individuals with lo- lottery tickets and paying for their <laughs> yeah. advances. What a yeah, gentleman! <laughs> yeah. so yeah, not, thank you very much.
2: Anytime time, and not to bring it other stuff up, but. And I, and I say this—I don't say it quite a lot—but people say, "Oh, all, you, all the armed forces, the heroes, and all that stuff." We 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 joined the service knowing full well what was going to happen and what was going to go through, the potential of going to war. The, the real heroes are the people like yourselves, like uh, Ben and Emma. You two there are the real heroes because you're giving us the platform to voice our worries and, and our problems and to get them out there so people are aware of what's going on. So. If it wasn't for guys like you and inviting me onto the podcast and uh, having a chat, well, that back, back wouldn't have a voice to say hello and, and guys wouldn't know about it. So you two are the real heroes. So uh, thank you very much for that. Um, no, I'm
1: not having that, Scott. I'm um, going <laughs> to go and <laughs> tell everyone you're a hero. Uh, yeah, absolutely. No, it's Frank been, honestly, Scott, I think it's been one. I literally have almost cried. I have held my finger to stop crying. I just think it's, it's wonderful. And you can talk all day long and i could listen to you well i could listen to you for another five hours even though i can't but um yeah scott thank you so much it's been yeah, thank absolutely you. wonderful
0: uh yeah so thank you very much take care of yourself and we'll speak to you next yeah. time in the future the very near future all the sure. best and we'll see you on the fairway cool. soon
4: thank you guys yeah, for sure. yeah, take, take
3: care Bye bye